Welcome to the Send Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss horse health, nutrition, training and performance. Welcome everyone to the next season of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host, Brian and Peter today. We're going to talk about feeding the older horse for episode 22 to kick off the new year. And what we're going to go through is the challenges people face when their horse gets into their senior years, their nutrition requirements, and also a few Q and A's that, that we've had um, during the break and also people calling in and inquiring. So how are you, Peter? Back all tanned from a Christmas break? Brian, I'm tanned and my liver's ready to explode <laughs> and, and we're back at work. So <laughs> I, think um, it's, I think it's time you and I go on a detox now. <laughs> we sort of got thrown straight back into it with masks um, up here in Brisbane. Um, Which is not the, something that we're used to. No, no. So uh, we really feel for Victoria what they went through for their six months and we only had to do it for three three days but um and yeah. it's been a hectic week as well obviously yeah. we've just come back from from holidays the um the feedback over the the break has been enormous in terms of the podcasts i think we're up to over four thousand yeah. listens now yeah so it's 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 going along and, and internationally as well and um yeah i think everyone we we talk to are, are getting snippets of good information um to take away and sort of apply it into their own environment with their horse and this is a topic that comes up quite often when we deal with, with clients and sort of potential clients. A lot more people now are having older horses and sort of having a bit of trouble managing them. Um, and look, if you, if you read a lot of different things, it can get very confusing as well because everyone's obviously, you know, preaching a different picture in a way. So we'd like to address probably some facts, you know, more than anything and just sort of get to the, to the nuts and bolts of the, of the problems that horses do experience as they age. And look, horses like humans, you know, some of us age like a fine red wine, Brian, <laughs> um, you know, others don't. So yeah. we got to treat each horse as an individual. And, yeah. and I think it's paramount that we address it in our first podcast back. Yeah, the, the few challenges with older horses is their metabolic and digestive efficiency. They struggle sometimes as they age in drawing that nutrient denseness out of their feed and, and also processing it even from the mouth, so with their dental health, and then all through to the hindgut in the microbiome. And look, I think, Brian, with advancements in, in medicine um, and also you know, this greater attention to nutrition, it's made possible that, that horses are, are living well into their 30s, even 40s. You know? So obviously, as horses live longer, the, the requirements for, for nutrition is going to be even, even more paramount. So basically, Brian, there are changes, however, that go along with growing old. And, you know, no matter what age, you know, it might become noticeable when they're younger. It might become noticeable when, you know, when they're older. But some horses have trouble gaining weight. You know, others become too fat, teeth wear down, you know, making chewing difficult. You know, some lose their teeth. Some horses experience a decline in their immune function. They get sick more easily. You know, even others develop allergies. Um, some of the older, older horses, you know, muscle mass diminishes quite quickly and, and joints become stiff. Yeah. So I think we'll address most of those concerns today and, and, and hopefully, you know, paint a picture with, with, with what some of our listeners can, can do. Yeah, there's no set um, age that you consider a horse as a senior horse. Like if you look at dog years saying seven years equals one human year, you've got horses and it has been said that say three to four years to one year because if they're living for 30 years and then our human lifespan's 80 years, it's about divided by three. So a senior horse, they're looking around the 20 year mark as a rough definition. 
but basically it's defined when the horse no longer can eat its same diet and maintain proper body condition and then they start having those physical signs of aging that require more nutritional management or a better environment to thrive. So that's the simplified version of saying roughly three human years to one horse year because when a horse is about 30 to 36, it, the human equivalency is around the 100. But in the first three years of a horse's life, this is equal to around six and a half human years. And then it does get even more compl complicated from there because at approximately five years in human years, a horse's age is around three. So it's not as simple as the three to four times for the human to horse years, but it's a, it's a sort of a round number. So if you take an average of a 30 year lifespan of a horse, it's roughly about 85 to 90 years in human terms. And that's their sort of life expectation. And just one step, Brian, on what you said about the physical signs of aging, um, as I just mentioned previously, that might start in your horse that's 12 years old or with another owner, it might be when they're 25 years old. And, and that all depends on obviously what sort of life the horse has had, you know, whether it's been stressed at an early age, whether it's had illnesses, operations, whether it's had stress, whether it's got insulin resistance. So each horse must be treated as an individual and that onset of that age showing, it could be as early as 10, 12, you know, even as late as 30. So it's not one size fits all, we really have to address it and, and see what's in front of us and then put the age of the horse as a secondary factor. Yeah, 100% spot on, Peter. So the older the horse gets, their teeth are eventually going to stop growing and then they gradually wear down from this due to that endless chewing of their roughage and also their hard feed. So they will be worn to the point where they make good contact with pasture to, to grind it up and then digest properly. So the first challenge is getting them to eat the hay in in a good volume and getting that roughage through their system because we know and we we do harp on about it that roughage should be the the center point but then when you have a senior horse it it gets harder because of that volume can become too much for their teeth so we'll go through some strategies to get more fiber into the diet and also as as we're trying to keep this hindgut healthier lower that grain ration I think, Brian, there are two major sort of points to consider in terms of with an older horse. So what happens is as they get older, the saliva production diminishes. So that's a point that you made about, you know, maybe the teeth going, they can't chew as much, so obviously they can't generate enough saliva. So, you know, a, a senior-friendly diet takes into account the horse's, you know, reduced saliva production, um, you know, making dry food difficult to chew. It's, it's almost impossible to swallow as well. So, you know, a natural aspect of aging um, it should be to, to maybe moisten the feed or even moisten the hay if possible. And that will help obviously replace that saliva that's not, that's not getting produced. Um, you know, he'll appreciate having you know, his meal a little bit mushy on the side too. So some of the gulpers you've got to be careful with, with the mushy feeds, but at least it's getting more water into the diet. Um, and also make sure to, to have water close by. Yeah, and it makes a real importance around their hard feed being fiber-based because if they're getting less fiber through their roughage, you don't wanna add grain-based products or grain-based feeds to the diet on top because then you're just not preserving that hindgut environment, which is probably our next point that it does lose function as the horse does age. So 
it loses its ability to ferment fiber and you need to look at the changing in bacteria associated with a aging it'll it will reduce the fiber fermentation so then they need a supplement that's more rich in those vitamin and minerals because of that decreased efficiency. I think one point, Brian, I'd like to make on top of what you said with the digestion is that as, as we know, when horses get older, digestion efficiency is not once what it was. And you know this can lead to diarrhea, it can lead to electrolyte imbalances, even weight loss. Um, look, it all starts in a, in a small intestine, you know, where your horse produces fewer digestive enzymes. And this leads to malnutrition, you know, simply because the tissue's never received all the nutrients, you know, from its meal, so it's not getting absorbed. Plus, undigested food enters the hindgut, you know, where it is either fermented, you know, which can lead to colic or laminitis, um, or it ends up in, in its feces. It's a balancing act with that whole hindgut and getting as much good quality forage um, in the form of, say, a, a grassy loosen or something a little bit richer because it need, they need those extra nutrients plus the fiber-based feed that you feed. Not only should it be something with highly digestible fiber but also have the vitamin minerals in it with a digestive support like what's in the CF50 or the Sengrain free. And that's to strengthen the immune system which in an older horse is a little bit compromised. And also one note for our listeners to take home is it's not how much food you feed, it's what's getting absorbed and digested so with you know with the enzymes obviously as we mentioned are not 100 percent keeping to a diet that's high in fiber you're giving that more chance or that horse more chance to digest all the fiber turn it into volatile fatty acids and obviously to to put on condition um, we are going to go into why we want to stay away from grain-based feeds which a lot of those hard feeds are but um but yeah as much fiber as possible even fat plays a role as well in in, in putting on calories so we'll, we will go through and, and sort of, you know, try to improve the diet and, and maybe add some guidelines what, what we recommend at SEN. The reason why we don't advocate for the grain, like for a high, high grain or grain with older horses is it has been proven that the digestive enzymes that digest carbohydrates in the small intestine, they do lose their function. And as horses age, if it's harder to digest the carbohydrates like starch, in their small intestine, then the more overflow is going to be in the hindgut, which then obviously disrupts that environment, making it more acidic. Then you lead to the metabolic problems like laminitis, decreased immune system, and then other issues within the horse. Look, Brian, I think a product like the CF50 or the grain free with, with a very high fiber level and a full vitamin, you know, mineral profile is a great choice and what our listeners can do is you know they can actually moisten the palate so it so it comes up into a mash or, or even like fluffs up like beet um, and these feeds basically are really healthy because you you provide water for the horse as well as help with the lack of saliva um, the digestive enzymes basically love you know love the high fiber in that which will ensure that conditioner will get put on but you're also hitting all the vitamin mineral gaps that, that the horse might be deficient in so it really complements the higher quality forages like the grassy lucerne or a grassy hay mixed with lucerne with also maybe a longer stemmed chaff that if the older horse is having a, a difficult time chewing the longer stem hay then the shorter strands is okay mixed through the mash. Yeah Brian it's, it's very well summarised. Mm. 
Um, what other point can you give our listeners to, to aid in, in the digestion and obviously, you know, to put on condition on their horse if it, if it is on a skinnier side? Yeah, so a simple addition to the diet and with other horses as well is sen oils. The omega-3 rich oil that is plant-based, it'll provide extra calories without heating and also being well digested with Brian the is- horse. Brinosenol is great for supporting the immune system and its function, um, reducing inflammation of aging joints and, and muscles, you know, regulates blood insulin levels, you know, promotes healthy skin and hooves, and improves appetite for that matter as well. Um, you know, it's also an excellent source of, of omega-3, as you mentioned, at, at around about 60%, um, and it's well tolerated and, and very easy to feed. Yeah, and that's just filling the gaps that is lost when feeding haze because hay is depleted in the omega-3 and they'll naturally get it if they were grazing properly in their pasture. I'd like to make a point around about vitamin C and, and I think this, you know, this is very neglected in, in a lot of horse feeds and not many feed companies include sufficient vitamin C um, and it's especially needed for the older horse. And, and the reason for this is that vitamin C is necessary for, for collagen production, you know, the protein found in bones, joints, and blood vessels and it's also a potent antioxidant and, and a natural antihistamine so when young you know your horse was capable of producing his own vitamin c as we as we well know and now that he's getting older he's losing that ability so he'll get ample vitamin c from from fresh pasture um, as long you know as it's as it's lush but hay has virtually no vitamin c so that's where a product like the grain free or the cf50 comes into effect where we have got I think a thousand milligrams per, per serve of, of vitamin C. And as I mentioned just before, that will you know, help with the collagen production and just keep those bones and joints um, you know, in tip-top condition. Yeah, 100%. And even adding to what vitamins the horse can produce, B vitamins are also well produced by younger horses because that hindgut microbiome is in top, tip-top condition. But when, when the horse ages and that declines, Supplying B vitamins in the diet is really important with also biotin as well. And in our products, we, we provide a whole profile of B vitamins and biotin that will really help support the older horse's microbiome and, and where they use those vitamins. Brian, great point. And I would like to add another, another vitamin on top of what you said. I think another vitamin that's crucial is, is, is vitamin D. And your horse can produce vitamin D from sunlight, but during the winter months, um, or if your horse is not exposed to at least eight hours of sunlight each day, they will be deficient in it. So for our listeners, just be sure that there is enough vitamin D in your commercial feed or supplement. This vitamin along with vitamin C will help keep your horse's bones, muscles, teeth in, in tip top shape. Yeah, 100%. So those three points, vitamin C, vitamin D, and the B vitamins, having that or being made aware of their needs as they get older, you're just gonna keep their whole body systems, particularly their immune system in tip top shape as they get into their late 20s and, and 30s. Brian, one point I'd like to make, and we have had a podcast on, on when we should and when we shouldn't rug our horses. So this is paramount to the vitamin D um, aspect of where if we have a horse that's that's out there and you know in sunshine and, and some of our owners have put a big heavy rug on them and, and the rug is on for eight hours a day, that horses will be deficient. So by rugging your older horse, you're actually gonna probably cause a lot more harm than good by not getting its natural vitamin, you know, vitamin D exposure. And you might be feeding a supplement, but if that supplement is not enough in vitamin D, then a horse will be deficient. So 
during summertime, even wintertime, try to at least get that six to eight hours exposure to sunlight. If you can't, then obviously, you know, look for a supplement. We have got um, very high levels of natural vitamin D in our grain-free NCF50 products. So if you can't rug, you've got, you've got those two products. But if you can rug, obviously, you know, the more time they spend in sunshine, the better for the horse. Yeah, 100%. So as, as they age, depending on the disciplines they were involved in as a younger horse, they're, they're going to have joint wear and tear and some issues. So once you have your base diet, like with the forage, your vitamineral supplement that's fiber, fiber base, the sen oil, uh, and plus salt for thirst activation, that's very important. You can add supplements like sen gold on top to just help give that joint support. And then also if there's any other irritations to the skin as well, just due to the immune system function aging, then it, it's a good preventative rather than going down the medication path at that late stage. Brian, I want to add one more point sort of to take home message on the, on the starchy feeds. I know that you addressed it earlier, mm. but I think this is a critical point. As we've explained in one of our previous podcasts with the grain-based facts, is a lot of the feeds in Australia, especially for older horses as well, the first one or two ingredients are grain or, or grain byproducts. So when you are looking for a, for a feed for your older horse, look at the first ingredients and make sure it's not oat-based or corn or barley or mill run or wheat. And these feeds are basically made from cereal grains, which should be eliminated or avoided at all costs. And, and the reason for that is that as horses age, they're more inclined to become insulin resistant and may start to exhibit signs of equine, Cushing's disease for that matter. Yeah, which, which can easily develop into a quite costly process involving vets and also management of their environment. Prevention's better than cure, Brian. So if we can avoid the horse getting to that point by feeding a high fiber, high fat diet, we don't need to cross that bridge, you know, when it can be avoided. So as I said, prevention's better than cure. Let's focus on what the horse is naturally born to eat. And let's just, as they age, let's work with them rather than against them. Yeah, 100%. So a lot of the main questions and points we get about senior horses with our with inquiries is all about their weight and whether it's as they gain weight as they get older or they become underweight as they get older. So we'll go over those two points just so if you've got one type, then you can sort of refer to, to the information that is, is given. So Pete will go through the ones with, if they gain weight as they age, strategies to help that metabolic rate be more consistent. And Brian, this is the same for horses and, and as it is for humans. So basically, why we gain weight or why horses gain weight? And this has to do with a sluggish metabolic rate. So basically, if your horse has weight to lose, he doesn't really need any anything other than pasture and hay except for, for small, very low starch meals each day, plus a vitamin and mineral supplement to, to hit those, you know, to hit those markers that he's lacking. And you know, we have a high fiber carrier in, in our vitamin mineral product, which is the CF50, along with the grain-free, so there's no need to add any other, you know, any other carrier through it. The vitamin C is important, which we've already mentioned um, previously, but never restrict forage. So they're trickle feeders. They need roughage, hay, pasture in front of them basically 24-7. So when horses get restricted roughage or hay or pasture, they start stressing, you know, there's hormones that are released that, that obviously affect their metabolism and it's just a never ending spiral. 
he needs to be able to graze pretty much at, at all times, whether that's you know, hay or pasture. And Brian will briefly go through some of the challenges for, for underweight horses um, and some options and, and sort of solutions to problems that, that we think you know, will be a good fix. Yeah, so with the underweight senior horse, you have to look at what is causing the weight loss. So is, it, is their worming cycle up to date? So it could be a worm infestation ulcers, infections, or liver or kidney disease, but even cancer can cause weight loss, but looking at that diagnosis, you're gonna to have to really work with a, a vet and more specialists. So in a nutshell, providing more calories to the senior horse will be the challenge just due to their whole digestive process and their microbiome condition. So try and avoid cereal grains to gain that weight because the longer exposure to the cereal grains is gonna develop into metabolic issues and not promote that fiber fermentation in the hindgut. So they should be on a low starch diet. It's gonna be the healthier option for all their body systems as we've outlined in the previous steps. So for the underweight older horse, using that base diet with the, gr the rich grassy hay with lucerne, a hard feed like the Sen Grain Free feed with the complete vitamineral profile. Use the Sen Oil as a healthy calorie source because it's got the high omega-3. And then look for other calorie sources that are high in fiber, but also giving that extra digestive support through digestive supplements such as Sen Extra Balance, which is gonna strengthen that hindgut environment and help with nutrient absorption. So it's highly recommended that if you do have an underweight senior horse, to feed a digestive supplement like Sen Extra Balance, which has live probiotics, the organic humates, prebiotic, and the collagen now. And that's gonna really help that whole digestive process and get that efficiency going. Brian, how would Sen Gold be of benefit to, to a senior horse that might have sort of joint issues or, or, or coming into joint issues? Yeah, the Sen Gold's gonna drive anti-inflammatory pathways and help with pain relief in a natural way, but also, helping that joint health directly and helping prevent more joint degeneration. Brian, one last point I'd like to make for any of our listeners that are looking to build muscle um, and even weight gain on their horse, great alternative to grain-based feeds is cracked lupins. So very low in starch, I believe it's about 2%, but it's got really, really good protein levels as well as all the all the amino acids that are required to build, to build muscle. So consider, cracked lupins before you know reaching out for, for a grain-based product that's got you know suitable for old horses written on the bag really look at the back of the bag and and see the you know the contents of, of the feed and, and lupins are fantastic because they are really good quality protein source so overall the management of older horses is kind of no different to any horse so keeping a note of their weight, monitoring their eating habits and overall condition, and then making the appropriate adjustments to help them be more comfortable, but also thrive in those later years in life. So if you've got any questions or, or queries about their overall calorie intake, we've got that free diet analysis available on our website. So we're here to help and, and get the strategies right to get better absorption in that hindgut, but also healthier calorie sources and lower starch and sugars. Brian, that's a valid point you make about the free diet analysis. And this is maybe like a prime example. So if you own a horse that's a, that's a senior or an old timer and 
you're feeding everything but the kitchen sink and it's just literally not putting on condition or it's not putting on weight, it's not doing any exercise, it's highly likely that it's not absorbing majority of that feed. So rather than buying more feed and feeding it more, we need to work out why it's not absorbing all that feed. So it, it might be as simple as it's, you know, there's a deficiency in the minerals or there might be a deficiency in the vitamins. It might need a probiotic or a prebiotic or, or it might have too much iron in the diet and it's not enough zinc. So by getting a free diet analysis, you're going to be ticking all those boxes and go, well, look, I've, I've done this. We've gone through it. You know, we've tried to narrow it down to what might be causing the digestibility issues and hopefully we can fix it rather than trying to fix it by piling more food into, into the horse that's not absorbing the food already. Yep, 100% right, Peter. So, yeah, if you've got any questions, get in contact with us. We're happy to answer on the phone, through email, or even the Send Users group. Um, Facebook Messenger, we, we get a lot of inquiries through there. Yeah, so that wraps up this episode, Peter. I think we'll be back next week. I think we've covered, I think we've got the ring rust out, all the cobwebs are out. <laughs> it's been a little while since we've done one, yeah. but we appreciate the feedback and please message us or email us about topics you'd like us to cover i mean this topic came from an existing client that was struggling with with her older horse so we will address the topics as they as they obviously come but we need to know what our listeners want what sort of material and content and and you know we'll produce it if you tell us what you guys want to hear yeah and thanks very much for your support and yeah we love hearing the feedback i really appreciate it guys and share it amongst your friends and family as as brian mentions as well we're here to educate we're not here to just flog products and the more education we get out there you know you educate your friends to educate their friends and and you know it's like a journey that we're on to to try to get horses eating eating healthy and 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 feeling and looking healthy as well yeah we're trying to improve every horse in australia one by one that, that's our goal once we improve everyone in australia then we'll go global <laughs> yeah. awesome all right we'll we'll see you again guys thanks for your time all right thank you bye cheers